Apple products are everywhere. While writing the script for this episode, I was typing on my MacBook and listening to music on my AirPods. Most of the people on the subway here are scrolling through social media on their iPhones and iPads. But this year, corporations are starting to stop trusting Apple and its services. Let's look into why. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Wall Street Sanctum. Today, we'll be talking about Apple and its wicked smart self-preferencing. So before we get right into the episode, let's do a quick refresher for what keeps people like me inside Apple's bubbles. So Apple keeps bringing in new updates to some of its oldest devices. And we know Samsung doesn't do this. Google is starting to do this, but Apple so far is doing the best. Apple has seamless Bluetooth connection to its other devices and every file and photograph can easily be airdropped to any other Apple device. Apple products and services connect well to other Apple products and services only. And if you're an Android user, you know it all too well. You can't text your friend who has an Apple phone because Android doesn't have iMessage. And then you and your friend have to compromise and download WhatsApp or WeChat so you can text. And that's where the problem lies. Even Steve Jobs' 2010 vision was to, quote unquote, tie all our products together so we further lock customers into our ecosystem. Essentially saying that we don't want people to venture away from Apple products. What Apple is doing by giving you all of these self-preferenced apps like Notes, Apple Maps, Apple Music, all it's doing is disrupting app competition. Why would you download a better Maps app when there's already one there? And although third-party apps are available, they are not nearly as accessible. And Spotify thinks so too. Apple's rules distort competition in the market for music streaming by raising the costs of competing music streaming app developers, which in turn leads to higher prices for consumers for their in-app music subscriptions on iOS devices, Spotify said. Granted, Apple Music doesn't come with that extra fee for being on the App Store. As an Apple user, there are a few losses. For one, we pay more for services. Tinder Premium on the website is 27 bucks. The application is 30. Art of Conquest, which is a game, will charge $5 a month for Android, but Apple is close to $7. This happens because developers have to pay a premium just for having their app on the App Store, which leads them to raise prices on the App Store apps. The New York Times writes that once Apple lured users and developers into its App Store, they had to raise prices. The author compared Apple's fees on in-app purchases for subscription services to a car dealership that takes commission on gas sales. And at the time of recording this episode, Epic Games is actually suing Apple for this competition blocking. In Epic Games vs. Apple, the Washington Post writes that up for debate is how Apple allows its apps to function on iPhones. 
The only way to install software on Apple's mobile operating system, iOS, is through the App Store. But developers who make software for iOS must follow Apple's rules and regulations and use its payment system, which charges a commission on every single sale. Apple being the monopoly it is, it's just trying to make more money in a really smart way. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're confined to Apple's bubble. You can always switch out apps. Instead of Notes, you can use Notion. And I'm using Spotify instead of Apple Music. And Google Maps instead of Apple Maps. You still get the great features that Apple already has. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, links are in the description for the sites that I used and the transcript. Thanks for listening.